So what you gonna give that, Marcy? I'm gonna give it an eight. Eight. Mm, four. Time. Four. What? Mm-hmm. What? Way lower than I thought. Yeah. I mean, it's good. I mean, you're saying all these great things about it. Well, I mean, yeah, but I don't like green tea. Timmy time. You know what? This makes me wonder. Where would you put me on a scale? Because you say a lot of nice things about me. You're like, oh, she's great. She's so great. She's a two. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys, all you fellow trail ticks? My name's Ryan, not Dr. Oz on the gram. And proudly, I'm a big-ass runner from Jacksonville, Florida. Welcome today to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from across the biosphere. Now, here is your host, Mr. Jazzy Jeff Harrell. Well, not Dr. Oz, a.k.a. Ryan. Thank you so much for that introduction. And if you've listened to this show... Since day one, you may recognize that intro. That is another OG intro. I wanted to go back, kind of feeling nostalgic, I think, now that we are entering almost triple digits in episodes. Went back and grabbed that one from way back early in the podcast a couple of years ago. So thank you, Ryan, not Dr. Oz, for that awesome introduction. Well, my name is Jeff Harrell. This is the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast, episode number... 93. We are full speed ahead to triple digits. Very exciting. We have a great show planned for you today, in my humble opinion. In the first segment, you know, I've been talking about going to Run Lab down in Austin. Been meeting with them virtually now for the last couple of months, trying to improve my stride, my gait, my technique. My performance, and this is not a technical podcast. We we like to talk about a lot of different things, as you'll find out on segment number two. But we do want to make it practical, and we want to bring really good information from experts. And so in segment number one, we have Dr. Brianne Showman. We're going to call her Coach Brianne because she is a physical therapist but has really developed a passion for running and for coaching people running. And specifically, she is a movement specialist. She focuses on helping people improve their running. So want to have Brianne on, Coach Brianne, on this first segment. I think you'll find it really, really interesting and really, really practical as you think about your running gait and technique. And then in segment two, the Bazers are back both Timmy Time and Marcy. And we're going to talk about an item that we are considering bringing to you if you run the Bandera in January. We're thinking about bringing this item as a potential addition to the Chapasade station down in Bandera. So you'll get a little flavor of what that's about. Little little hint there. But before we get to that, one of the things I absolutely love about the trail running community is how caring, how thoughtful, how genuine, how real, uh, you can add so many different adjectives to the trail running community. And I want to bring your attention to an event that I think you're going to want to know about. There's a friend of this show. Her name's Karen Sparks. You can find her on Instagram at kdog77. She is part of Team Dirt and Vert here in the North Dallas area. And we see Karen a lot out at Irwin Park and doing different runs. We we ran into her at the, not literally, but figuratively ran into her at Grasslands Half Marathon a few weeks ago. And Karen is just awesome. One of the strongest people I know. She went through, back in 2015, went through a tragedy that no parent should have to go through. Uh, And I'll, I'll give you some ways to find out more about that. But she has really turned that tragedy, that pain, and that grief into a passion to help other parents. And she has created a nonprofit that I want to tell you about. It's called the Great Root Movement, and you can find it at thegreatrootmovement.com. Their passion is to provide resources for bereaved mothers to help them navigate their grief journey. Such an important thing, helping people kind of go through those stages of grief. 
And Karen and, and the Great Root Movement are putting on their very first event. And I want to tell you about it because you're going to want to be involved in this. It's called the Love Never Ends Trail Run. It's out at Irwin Park here in McKinney, Texas, and it is on October 1st. There's going to be a 5K, a 10K, and a 15K, and all the proceeds go to benefit the Great Root Movement. And you may say, Jeff, I don't live in the area. I'm, I'm in Latvia. I can't, I can't literally get there on October 1st. Never you fear. There's actually a virtual version of this event as well. You can sign up to do the virtual 5, 10, or 15K so you can be a part of this. Again, what a great way to to give back, to help out, to get involved in something a little bit bigger than yourself. So proud of Karen for putting this together. Really excited for this run. We're going to be out there on October 1st. Thegreatrootmovement.com. Check it out. Read all about Karen's story, you're going to be moved to just how, like I said, how strong and amazing a person she is. Just wanted you to be aware of the greatrootmovement.com. Well, with that, let's get going on episode number 93 of The Big Ass Runner. Well, I mentioned in the open, I've been down doing a lot of work on my running style, my running technique, my running movement. And I ran across someone, Coach Brianne, who that's what she she does. That's her passion is helping runners. And she focuses on both trail runners and OCR, obstacle course race runners as well. And so I wanted to have her on the show. Hopefully it'll be provide you guys with a lot of great practical value. Here's my conversation with Coach Brian. Well, now joining me on the Big Ass Runner Hotline is Coach Brian. Coach Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and talk with you. Me too, because I think a lot of the listeners know that I'm on this journey to try to get better at a few things, including running. And so I'm super excited to talk to you about that. But before we do that, I want our listeners to get to know you a little bit. So if you don't mind, let us know where in the world you are, a little bit of your background, a little bit of your history. Yeah, I am in the Phoenix, Arizona area. I've been here 20 plus years now. I grew up in the Midwest, got sick of cold weather. When I was applying for physical therapy school, I said, where is it warm? And Phoenix is where I ended up. Phoenix, there you go. Check the box. (laughs) Check the box. I am a physical therapist by trade. I word it that way because I decided I did not like the insurance world. I decided a lot of people didn't have to be injured if they trained better and moved smarter. So I transitioned myself more to a coaching role several years ago, really helping people to and really diving into how people are moving, what their bodies are doing that might be continuing to create injuries so we can break past those compensations, those movement faults, and all those things. So we don't have athletes constantly injured like a lot of athletes are. Yeah, I think that's one of the things we talk a lot about on this show is staying injured. You know, it's, we love trail running, and if you're injured, you can't do it. And so we got to make sure that we're <laughs> doing those things, taking care of ourselves. And I think a lot of times we, we think about that as recovery or uh, self-care, things like that, which are certainly important. But I think we sometimes forget about technique, and that's when when you when you reached out and you said you're you're a running technique specialist. So like, oh, we got to talk to you because I think that's one thing that most people don't think about is that running. You just kind of think, oh, I just got to run. I've, I, this is how I've always run. This is how I run. But running, and you can talk a little bit more about this. Running really is. There's a technique to it. Yeah, absolutely, um, and. You, you nailed it as far as it's what most people do. It's what I did when I was in high school. It's like, all right, let's get the shoes on. Let's go out the door. Let's go for a run. And that's what you do. Very rarely are we looking for someone to, unless you are in like a high school or college team that might be working on things. We don't really spend a whole lot of time working on like the how of running and really dialing in that technique. 
So at the end of the day, running is just like anything else. If you go to the gym and work on squats, the better technique you have on squats, the better you're going to do. Take any sport, soccer, football, volleyball, basketball, you name it. They work on drills. They work on technique things for every single skill and element of their sport. And running is the same way. When we run, we can have the worst technique in the world, and that technique is going to potentially get us injured. If it doesn't do that, though, we are not running as efficiently as we are able to. So, therefore, we might not be able to run as far. We might not be able to run those paces that we want to be able to hit. And we may just, like, you may hit, like, it may be one of those situations that every time you get to five miles, like, you are just so worn out and exhausted. A lot of that, if we can clean up technique, it gets you running more efficiently with how your body is moving over the ground then a lot of times we can help you run further, help you run faster without making yourself, making you feel like you're working harder. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because I've played golf for a long time, not very well and not very often, but I've played for a long time <laughs> and I've kind of re kind of engaged in it, kind of picked it up. My son's starting to play and I want to play with him. And the first thing I thought about doing was taking lessons so I can get better and that's definitely not the first thing I thought about when I when I picked up trail running is you know trying to get better at technique. So I think it is interesting that we don't think that way because we could run. You know, I, I could hit a golf ball, so I don't know why I think of it differently than running. But I, but I love the fact that you're really focused on helping people improve their technique. Are there things that you see most commonly, maybe the most common mistake in terms of someone's running technique? Yeah, the actually the most common thing is in very excessive heel strike. And I know there's a lot of debate on how much heel strike we should have, what's okay, what's not. But I will say like very excessive, almost a jarring heel strike is, is probably the most common fault I see with people. From there, I'd say the second one probably is what I call vertical displacement. Basically, they're really like springing off using their calf and like really springing themselves upward rather than forward. So they're losing a lot of that forward momentum because of that as well. Definitely a lot of other things, but I'd say like top two that I work on a lot are are those two. And I wonder, I, I've, I'm not surprised by the first answer. I'm a little, a little, don't know as much about the second, but heel striking, you, you have heard, you know, about that in the running world. And I wonder why that is. Is it because when we when we walk, we tend to land on our heel? And so when we run, we just think, okay, I'm going to have the same motion just faster. Or is it is there something else? Have you kind of defined why, why heel striking is so prevalent? I think there's several reasons behind it. One is, and I'm not going to get in the whole minimalist shoe debate um, on whether, you know, we should have a zero drop or minimal shoe or whatever, but the way traditional running shoes are made, there's a significant drop on them. Because of how that drop is, it basically forces us into a heel strike. And so I think traditional running shoes is a big reason that we do heel strike. The other reason I think is that people don't know any differently. And if they do know differently, a lot of times it was a high school or college coach telling them to stride out, use your legs, use that length. Well, that using our length will naturally make us overstride and make us hit the ground a little bit more on our heel than it will on our on our midfoot. There's definitely a lot of different cues that we can use to still make sure we use those the length of that our legs have without having us heel strike all the time. Got it. And if someone is a heel striker and probably a lot of people listening are like, you know, kind of raising their hand going, yeah, that that's something I, I know I do, but I'm not sure what to do about it. Are, are there things that you can do? You mentioned drills earlier. Are there things you can do to kind of start to move in a different direction? I know one thing that struck me when I was working and I still am working with, with run lab is they said, Hey, they gave me some drills and they said, really all we're looking at is about a five to 10% improvement each time that we see you, but over time you'll get better and better. And so, you know, I think a lot of people want this quick fix, like, okay, if I do this, then, I'm, then all of a sudden I'm running properly. Are, are, there, are there incremental things people can do to incrementally get better? Yeah, and I think that's important to know that it is not an overnight change. Um, typically when I'm working with people, I'm telling them it's 8 to 12 weeks before this feels normal. Like, it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel off. You're going to, like, you'll get it and then you'll lose it and then you'll get it and then you'll lose it during the span of a run. 
So there are a lot of, there is, it is a slow process. Um, but as far as two things to start working on, um, one is just by increasing your cadence a little bit. When you increase your cadence, you're naturally going to strike just a little bit sooner on the ground. Um, and I'm not talking a huge drastic increase. Maybe if your cadence right now is like 150 or 155 steps per minute, maybe it's increasing it to like 160, 165. And just seeing what that does, that should start to bring that foot more underneath you, not as far in front of you. From there, we really need to just start getting your body used to what it feels like to be landing more on a solid foot rather than the heel. So a simple drill that I call landing and support is basically just switching from one leg to the other really fast, not necessarily a jump, just a quick switch, and getting your body to learn what it feels like to land on a solid leg quickly in that position. And the more you do that, the more that body's like, oh, this feels normal. I can control this. This is natural. And it will start to carry over into your running as well. And is that the goal to, because I, I think, you know, we know heel strike, and you mentioned it before, uh, uh, you know, a drastic heel strike is not good. But then we also go, well, I see people that maybe run on their toes or, you know, you hear midfoot strike. So what is the goal? Is the goal, you, you mentioned kind of a solid foot strike, so your, your foot landing all at the same time? Yeah. So the way I've been trained, the way a lot of the research shows for keeping injury risk down and decreasing the forces through the body is by landing more of a midfoot strike. So kind of where that like middle of the foot heel strike at the same time. Um, we don't want to go too far. So we're like just on our toes the entire time because that causes a whole other slew of issues. But being able to land on that heel, land on that midfoot. So we're still making contact with the ground with the heel just because we need to deweight that Achilles a little bit, even like for milliseconds. Um, so landing more of that midfoot, that heel's on the ground, and then we're coming off onto our toe. Um, but we definitely don't want to go, a lot of times when people do work on this, they go too far forward. So they're just on their toes all the time. And that's then we start getting a lot of Achilles issues, post-tip issues, just a lot of other injuries when they go too far past that midfoot. And you mentioned barefoot earlier. And I wonder, because I think when, when you take your shoes off and you run, you tend to run differently than when you have, you mentioned mm-hmm. you know, the, the shoe companies and the drop and you know the high cushion versus, you know, I know we're not here to, to debate all that. But I wonder, have your athletes run without without shoes on to kind of get that feel? Because I know a lot of times in, in the criticism around highly cushioned, your foot can't feel the the road or the or what, whatever surface it's running on. Is that a good idea from time to time? Yeah. Maybe get out, out the track and get on the, the football field without any shoes on and just run and just see how that feels? Absolutely. In a couple directions with this, not to get too scientific with it, but our feet have a lot of sensory nerves and then that sense what we call the vibration from the ground. It's the naturally occurring thing that happens with all like natural elements of the earth. Being able to sense that helps our foot kick in a lot better. So it one, it just helps our body respond faster. But that aside, our bodies naturally are going to protect us as much as possible. So when you run with shoes on, you're going to hit the ground harder because your body knows it doesn't necessarily have to protect the bottom of your foot. When you're barefoot, you are going to run completely different than when you have your normal shoes on. You're going to naturally hit on more of a midfoot. You're going to land softer. You're going to feel more controlled. And it'll probably feel a lot smoother as well just because it is more natural. Your body's responding a lot better. So, yes, when I'm working with people, I'm not having them do complete runs, obviously, barefoot, but doing some strides in the grass in a, like in a park that feels that you know is safe to be running on the grass. I do have people do a lot of their exercises barefoot, especially at home. If they're at their gym, obviously it's up to gym rules on what they're allowed to do. But the more someone can be barefoot while training, the better off they will be just because it allows that foot to get a lot stronger. That's good advice. I see that at the gym sometimes. A lot of times you know, you see that when people are, are deadlifting or doing things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, str- strengthening that foot by by not wearing your shoes, I think that's really interesting. You know, we had we had the founder of Zero Shoes on the show several months ago, and he he talked about that how how his shoes that w- what a lot of athletes will do is wear those when they're not. You know, either, I think he talked about hockey players when they're not you know, skating, they're they're wearing those to strengthen their feet, and so ne- never really thought about it that way. 
Yeah, actually, the zeros are pretty much when I'm in shoes is is what I wear. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I am very much more of a minimalist. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, do you have any any examples you can give? Maybe because I think you know the big S runner heard listening. You know, we're, we're not a highly technical podcast, but we are really practical. We try to bring really practical information, and you've already brought some in this segment. But it's always good to hear maybe some examples of, of some of the athletes you've worked with that started here and here's where they are. Any, any examples that you can share with us? Yeah. Um, and this will also bring up something that I haven't mentioned yet. That I think it's super important. That is really important for all runners to really develop. One guy I worked with, he had been having pain for quite a while in his foot. He had done the normal thing of like trying new shoes, trying orthotics, doing stretching, icing, like all the things that normal people do when they have foot issues wasn't making any progress with it or just like he would, it would all go away and then he would go back to running again and it would all come back. When we started working with him and he told me this after the fact, he's like, the biggest thing I took away was how important single leg control is. And it's something that a lot of runners don't realize. And that is super important. Like if you don't have good, what, like the biggest thing to work on him and in the initial part of it is just like getting balance on a single leg and being able to control that without mm. being all over the place, without falling and all that. Because um, ultimately, if you can't do that on solid ground, you can't expect to be able to control yourself on a single leg when you're landing quickly and trying to transition onto your toe and to get to that next leg when you're running. So single leg balance, like just learn getting your body to be able to stand on a single leg for 30 seconds to a minute without falling over is super helpful for any runner to be able to do. And I would imagine even any runner, but even more so trail runners who are navigating terrain, uneven terrain and rocks and all kinds of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's good that you bring that up because I have heard that because you, you see from time to time, well, running is a single leg sport and you don't really, you go, well, yeah, it kind of makes sense, but you don't think about what implications that brings, which is, you need to be strong and balanced on each leg. Are there, you mentioned kind of standing on each leg for 30 seconds to a minute. Are there any, like if someone's going to the gym and say, hey, is there any practical exercises I could do? You know, is it any kettlebell, you know, single leg kettlebell thing? Is there anything like that that would be helpful? Absolutely. <laughs> anything and everything single leg, ideally. Um, <laughs> once you have good control, <laughs> pretty much. Um, first and foremost, you want to get that control on a single leg just standing in place because you can't really progress that if you don't have good control. But as once you have these control there, my two favorites to do personally and to give my athletes to do are single leg RDLs, where you're just staying on that one leg, bending forward and coming back up, and Bulgarian split squats, where one leg is up on a bench or chair behind you, and you're doing almost like a, a lunge with one leg up in the air. Um, but those are two single leg ones that are like I give every single one of my runners to do. I love that. And, and is it preferred if you can to do those either barefoot or sock footed or something like that? Yeah, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah, just to strengthen those feet. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, I know it's easy for us to sit here and you know and talk about this and and go, okay, here's here's what you need to do. You need to you know get your your single leg strength and balance. You need to try not to land on your heels so much, but I, I think a lot of people are like, okay, that's great, but this is an audio podcast. I'd like to visually see that. Is there, are there any resources or anyone, anything you can point our listeners to, to help, you know, I think you may have an, an Instagram or a, a YouTube channel that, that you would recommend. Yeah. To actually find exercises, videos, things like that. I have a ton of stuff on YouTube. You can look at get your fixed physical therapy and um, I subscribe to that channel and there's a ton of stuff on there. And then my Instagram is the OCR doc. So you can find me there. And then I have a ton of just free information on my website as well, which is getyourfixedpt.com. And repeat those real quick. I just want to make sure people people heard that. What was the Instagram again? Instagram is the OCR doc. I got it. The T-H-E-O-C-R doc. Okay, got it. Well, Coach Brian, this has been awesome. Really appreciate your expertise. And I think, again, this is something... We haven't talked a lot about on this show. I've been diving into more and more just just the technique of running, and I love the fact that that's that's what you do. Can we have you on the show from time to time and, and continue to kind of learn about this? Absolutely, I love talking about this stuff. So anytime you want to have me back, I would be more than happy to. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again for all all that you 
you shared with us today. I think it's super helpful for the Big S Runner Herd and, and uh, can't wait to have you back again. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, one of the things we absolutely love to do is to give shout-outs and kudos to the big-ass runners out there just making it happen. And this week, I don't know if it's you're doing the same thing I'm doing this week. Now, this episode drops on Monday, but last week, I was by my computer watching the live coverage of the Cocodona 250. I know a lot of you probably were doing the same. The amazing just feats of endurance and perseverance on display. Amazing. I know Coach Greg's out there helping crew and pace someone. I know there's lots of Big S Runner Herd members out there doing the same. I think we have a few actually participating. Pretty incredible 250-mile event down there in, uh, in Arizona, very close to where I ran the Black Canyon 100K. So I just wanted to give a big shout-out to all of the runners 200 and something runners this year doing the Cocodona 250 put on by Aravipa running. They put on an amazing race. I can testify to that having having done one fairly recently. So big shout out and kudos to all those out there, not just the runners, but also the pacers, the crew members, the people manning the aid stations to make sure that those runners are cared for and safe and can get just the best opportunity to complete those 250 miles. Way to go, everybody out there in Cocodona this week. Way to go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bazers. Hey, Jeff. Missed you, Hefe. I like the combo. Yeah, there we go. It's like the Bazers. It's oh, a great combo. Yeah. We are a good combo, it's honey. Good yes, yes, combo. we are a good combo. My mouth is watering, Jeff. Tell yes. us what's up. So here's what we're doing with the Bazers today. You know, we, every year, well, last two years anyway, mm-hmm. we man the aid station. Chapa. The Chapa's aid station. Comfort. The comfort station, excuse me, at the <laughs> Bandera race. It's in January every year, and we will be back again for year number three, and we keep raising the bar. Yep. First year, we had the Chapa special. Yes. Which was potatoes and broth and sometimes sprinkled with a little sausage. Sausage. The sausage, breakfast sausage. 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 Mm-hmm. sausage. That this was last good year, stuff. Keep, keeping people alive, man. Yeah. This last year, we raised it. I don't know how we raised it. We just raised it with our level of enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And, and the karaoke machine. The karaoke. That's right. We had a karaoke. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're like, well, were how you do crooning, we... love? Were you crooning? No, a little bit. Not much. Yeah. Just crooning like crazy. You should have been crooning. And Donna was like doing MCing. She and was. Yeah. It was great. So year three, we're like, okay, we got to keep stepping it up. We got to right. keep raising the bar. And if you listened to a couple episodes ago, you found out that one of Marcy's favorite foods, besides pizza, mm-hmm. which we'll get to in a minute, actually, oh, yes. is ice cream. Which, of course, should be everyone's favorite yeah. because it's ice cream. It's ice cream. It's ice I know. Cream. I like to eat it, like to talk about it, like to make it. All those <laughs> all things. All that. Yeah. All those things. Mostly eating it, but yeah, the other things mostly. too. Those the two. other things too. So we're going to actually sample what we might consider serving at the Chapa's Aid Station. Mm-hmm. And Marcy, tell us a little bit about this brand that you came across. Well. I must say it was uh, Timmy Time and Charlie that found this Van Lubin. Van, it's, it's a brand Lubin. called French. Do you think it's, it's Lubin? I'm not sure. V A N and then capital L E E U V E N. Is that a V or a no, W? No, I'm sorry, W. Yeah, there's Lubin. too many little, I can't even read. Lubin. It. I don't know. Van, Van Lubin. 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 It says French ice cream. It's French ice cream. And we found it at the Walmart. Mm-hmm. The fancy the Walmart. Walmart. Yeah, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> so Tim and Charlie came home one night and they brought home the only two normal sounding flavors that these people had. Yeah. And they're kind of like, eh, these aren't very good. Try them. I, I thought that was great. Did you, did you like it? 
I thought you I like the blueberry. You like the blueberry. Oh, I yeah, thought the they were both good. really good. Blueberry's and top 10 food, superfood. That's what he kept saying. He Every time the word blueberry comes up, he always <laughs> top says, 10 super top 10 superfood. And so he's, they were telling me about these crazy flavors. So the other day I was at Ze Walmart. Ze Walmart. I was buying some French clothing and whatnot. And I saw these on the end. I was like, hells yeah. Oh my. I am buying all the flavors. So I bought all the flavors, which there are one, two, three, four, five, seven, seven flavors. flavors. Going from strange to weird as all get out. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to sample these and, and try not to gross mm-hmm. everybody out by our smacking and such. We're, we're just, we're going to sample these. We're going to describe uh-huh. if we like it, don't like it, and see if this is something we want to serve at oh, the Chappas 8 station. Yes, yes. Should we give them the names of them first or should we try them first? I think we what? should give them the name. Okay. Because okay. Then, then they'll have some context. Yeah, because they're not trying it with us. So yeah. good, good point. Good Correct. point. So this first one is going to be the what you're considering the most normal of flavor. Yes. I've had this one. Yes. This is called Delish. Can't Read That Far. How, what does that say? Well, <laughs> I can't I read either. I can't read. I have my glasses on. Timmy <laughs> on it is wild blueberry shortcake Ooh. French. Ice cream. Okay, mm-hmm. wild blueberry mm-hmm. shortcake. Stick mm-hmm. a spoon in it, Tim. All right, so we're all gonna try it. Yes, it's gonna be so fun. And I will be pausing because we're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. taste it during a pause and then come back on just like we just did. This is good. That's mm-hmm. real good. In fact, Timmy mm-hmm. Times already eaten several spoonfuls. Yep. Tim, we have that is seven yummy. to go. It yeah. is yummy. Yeah. It's oh got, my. The blueberry flavor, but it's got a little bit of a cake thing. It's got in there. cake. It's yeah. got cake. Who doesn't like cake? Everybody likes cake, Jeff. Everybody, Everybody likes, likes cake. cake. Shortcake. Mm-hmm. Is that politically mm-hmm. correct? Shortcake. Yeah, yes, that's, that's fine. You can call somebody short? Sure. Okay. I don't know. Everything is very unpolitical. <laughs> well, I don't know. That is delicious. If you like blueberries, which are top 10 top superfood super food. and cake, then you're going to like this ice cream. Yeah. I <laughs> highly recommend it. I feel like. Van Leuven will probably be sponsoring us, but yeah, yes. there's no doubt. I'm gonna so dig out that short. Tim, cake. is cake a top ten superfood? Yes, depends on if it has blueberries <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what is it? Wheatgrass? Yeah, wheatgrass is a top ten. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wheatgrass should not even be eaten unless you're a cow. <laughs> <laughs> what else is in the top ten of these superfoods, Timmy? Time, do you know? I think avocado. Oh, yeah. yeah I can see that would be one. Mm-hmm. We need to eat. I feel like you guys here. are making things up at this point. Well, no. o- olives, clearly. Yep. Are, are mm-hmm. Olives? Yep. Uh, yeah, cinnamon olives. bears. <laughs> <The> sweet tart <laughs> jelly beans. Cinnamon bears. So good. Cinnamon is pizza. a top 10. It is. Definitely pizza. Hey, t- cinnamon reduces your blood pressure. And so cinnamon bears would do even more than that because they're bears. They're bears and they're <laughs> delicious. They're bears. <laughs> a lot of people forget about the cinnamon bear. Yeah, well, I didn't. Yeah, me neither. They're not hibernating for me. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> they're coming out like a lion. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that was flavor number one. Thumbs up. Give it a, yes, yes. 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 a scale of one all to right. ten. One to ten, Timmy oh. time. It's hard to give it a ten just because a ten is a ten. you got to save a ten. I right? mean, probably say an yeah. eight. Eight, okay. Yeah. It's really good, mm-hmm. or I'm just really ready for dessert. But <laughs> I'm going to, I mean, 10, 10 being like the best dessert I've ever had. I right. mean, where, what's our yeah, scale? Yeah. What am I working with? We're, it's within the ice cream scale. Yeah. So your best ice cream you've ever had. Like I mean, a, I'm going to give it a strong seven, half, or eight. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm, good. I'm I'm maybe a, an yeah. eight. I give an eight. Yeah. I'm yeah. at a seven. Seven. Seven, seven yeah. and eight. That's so real good. It's very real good. good. We would serve that at the chopper. That's good oh, enough, yeah. I think. Heck yep. yeah, we would. All right. So flavor number two. Roy. Oh. Timmy's going to read it because he's the only one with glasses. Okay. Well, I have glasses, but I just can't read. Royal <laughs> wedding cake with elderflower and lemon. Whoa. Sounds so supposedly fancy. this is what Prince Henry. Henry or one of them <laughs> had at their <laughs> one of the princes yeah. got married with yes. in their okay. cake. In their cake. So I'm gonna pause while we try this. What's an elderberry? It's a be- It's a top berry. ten superfood. It's it's one of the older berries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to see if there's any stuff. Timmy Time, I don't think you like that one as much. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't know what an elder flower is, but it tastes like a pickle. <laughs> I don't like get that at all. Like a sweet, sour pickle. I did not get pickle. Maybe because of no. lemon? Yeah, I didn't That would pickle. be lemon. The sour you're tasting is lemon. Yeah. Yeah. 
I did not like it as much as the first one, but I did like it. Yeah. I mean, I would buy a carton and eat the whole thing. You, yeah. Totally. Sure. I mean, sure. I will say these are small cartons. This would yeah, sit in my freezer. Pints, I believe. No. This would sit in my no, freezer. No, it wouldn't because your freezer is my freezer and I'd eat the whole <laughs> That's thing. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, it was all, it was one color. It was all just a solid white with mm-hmm. some cake in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any lemon or anything. It no. has a lemon flavor, but I didn't, I didn't sense it so much. Yeah. They didn't have the colors, the yeah. lovely colors of the blueberry. The blueberry is so far the best one of the yeah. two. I feel like things are going to go downhill, just judging on the <laughs> names. <laughs> we may have started at the top. I yeah. would give this a one. A, a one? one? A one. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. way less. It's, it's up there with casseroles. <laughs> what? I feel like we should slap them with our spoons, Jeff. Yeah, I think. I mean, we went from seven or eight to. I mean, I'd at least give it a, a hard five. Five. I would give it a five. As Out well. of the yeah. best ice creams. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like mint chocolate halfway. chip? Right in the middle. Well, mint chocolate chip, I didn't give a five. No, no, no. I'm just talking about... I from... know. I get it. There's a five. Okay. I I enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah, I, I mean, like think it about too. a one, you, you can't even eat it. Like, it's so gross. Oh, I was just given the scale of different ice creams. Huh? What scale are you working with? I'm not sure he's working with <laughs> so the like same scale. Your mint favorite chocolate ice chip. cream. Is yeah. that your favorite? Or butter pecan. Those. So that's up your there. Those are Those are tens. Okay. And then like um, just vanilla yeah. is a five because okay. it's just plain vanilla. Okay, mm-hmm. that better be homemade. And then like pumpkin oh, I like ice cream pumpkin would be like a one seven for me. Yeah, yeah, I like pumpkin. That's just my my thing. See, so that's me, okay. we're all different. And that's anything okay. that had coconut in it goes to one. That's a ten. <laughs> toenails. Toenails. All I don't toenails. want toenails in my. What ice about cream. toasted toenails? How do you Even feel about worse. the toasted ones? <laughs> just look like, like they've been ran men. on. person's toenails, or you've been running too long. <laughs> <laughs> You're like losing elder. your toenails. It's the elderberry, it's elderberry right there. Toenails. <laughs> All right, so that was a that was a one for Timmy time and a five mm. for me and Marcy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's so this one? is bourbon cherries jubilee. Ooh, can you have that? Timmy time? Well, I would assume it's cooked out, but one time there's a funny story. I bought Ben and Jerry's like bourbon butter pecan and yeah. I brought it home and took a bite and gave it to Marcy. I'm like, do you taste bourbon in this? She's like, you shouldn't eat this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's burning my throat. Yeah. It <laughs> well, tasted like bourbon. Yeah, we'll pass so are you on passing that on this one. I'm just going to see what until we'll you see, taste it. He, I haven't tasted it. He makes me try things first and sees what happens to yeah. me. I've That's got a, a big pretty good right there. taster. All right, we're going to taste this one. For the alcohol. Now we've, we've verified there's no bourbon in the actual <laughs> yeah, No bourbon. There may be poop. <laughs> Tim apparently doesn't like this one either. I feel like I'm now going to give my last rating of the royal wedding a six. <laughs> okay, you're going up. I'm going to go you up can with do that, that one. You can, yeah, you can edit. I can, I can yeah. move these around. Sure. Because I'm now going to give Cherry Jubilees. I'm going to give it the five because I got four more to work with and I'm not sure where this is going because we've been rolling downhill pretty Yeah, quick. we're rolling downhill. Yeah. <clears throat> so this one I'm giving, I'm giving a four. Yeah. All right. Okay. I dug a little deeper. Yeah. There's actual big cherries in there. Okay. Those are good. Okay. Probably yeah, see, a four. I don't like I don't like big fat fruit in my desserts. Yeah. It's I like fruit compl- flavored. It's going to be complimentary. <laughs> yeah. Can't be the star. Tim Tim does like that though. He mm-hmm. likes okay. So that was a four Tim and a, a five. Star. There's just a weird. Yeah. Would you serve that? To the, I don't think I, I don't think I'd serve that to the big ass oh, herd. They deserve. We're getting more. weirder. We're <laughs> getting weirder. Okay. Yeah, we're about yeah, to get so some flavors that that are really odd. We have we're excited we've about. left the ice cream genre, <laughs> if you will, headed, at this point, and now we are getting funky. to planet Earth. Oh, this is planet Earth flavor. I would like to see. It's green with some some little brown speckles. You. You would be teased into thinking you're possibly having like a mint chocolate chip. No, I don't know. We don't know yet. Could we be dirt. Could be. I know. I have a feeling it's going to taste earthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, like beets. Beets. Maybe beets. it tastes Do like it, beets. Tim. Do it. I Tim's hope it tastes like in. beets. Yeah, I'm, I'm they should pause. make beet ice cream. Oh, there's there's some uh, beets. Chunky stuff in here. Oh, it's dirt. You know what it tastes like to me? Bubblegum ice cream a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. The planet Earth. I don't know what's in that. That was yummy. It's definitely not dirt. Mm-mm. Unfortunately, it's not beets. Mm-mm. It's not beets. I it, like it. It's really good. It's got some cake, cakey mm-hmm. cookie type things in there that I can't identify, but Tim's gone. It's like a weird, weird good. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. It's 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 a different flavor. You're mm-hmm. not. It's not something you would just normally expect. All right, I've I've isolated in my mouth. <coughs> uh oh. The uh, 
cookie situation. Yeah. And it's not super sweet. It's clay. I like it. <laughs> well, that, was, that was really good. That is good. So here's the question. How, how would you rate it now that you've, now that we've gone up I'm, on this I'm going one. up on this gal. Yeah, because what's our highest so far? The seven on the our blueberry? Our highest the blueberry. was the blueberry. And do we give it seven Ooh, or eight? Seven We're or eight, eight yeah. Okay. What you does it what? say? It has green tea. Okay. Oh, I love green tea ice green cream. Green tea okay. cake. That's so it's, why uh, I like it. Blue spirulina almonds. I love spirulina. Ice cream and <laughs> pieces of, of matcha green tea cake. Mm-hmm. It's a healthy cake. It's a healthy mm-hmm. ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is basically, you can serve this alongside your chicken breast for a healthy meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Broccoli, a little scoop yeah. of that, and your mm-hmm. chicken breast, and you got a. Well that one makes me happy. I think this is definitely, I don't know if it's. I think it may have passed because really? I like weird really? ice cream. Yeah, you're number one, huh? Yeah, mm. I like weird ice cream, so. So what you going to give that, Marcy? <clears throat> I'm going to give it an eight. Eight. Mm. Four. Four. What? Mm. What? Way lower than I thought. Yeah. I mean, it's good. I mean, but you're it's... saying all these great things about it. Well, I mean, yeah, but I don't like green tea. Timmy time. You know what? This makes me wonder, where would you put me on a scale? Because you say a lot of nice things about me. You're like, oh, she's great. She's so great. She's a two. <laughs> okay, a five. I'm giving it a seven. Yeah. I'm, going, I'm going equal With the blueberry? to the blueberry. Yeah. yeah. Those are no my They're totally different. Totally yeah. different, but I Very love them different. both. It, it, was, it had a freshness. Had like a, it's not super sweet. Yeah. It was uh, it made, made my mouth sparkle. I'm going to cleanse my sparkle. palate. Yeah. I liked it. It's yeah. really good. All right. So there's four down, three to go. The three weirdest ones coming up. Here we go. Here this, we go. Brrr. What is this, Marcy? Hot honey. Hot honey. Hit it, Hot Tim. Honey. That's one of, Hot that's, honey. That's one of Marcy's nicknames. Check it and see. That's one of your nicknames we learned I got a fever of 103. Hot honey. <laughs> okay. All right. We're liking the hot honey. Yeah. At the very end, it tingles the tongue. Which I think could give you a zip in your race. Yeah, so it has like uh, pieces of frozen honey. It's it's got that are van- spicy. It's mm-hmm. Like a vanilla spicy. base. It's a vanilla base with almost like like you said butterscotch chunks mm-hmm. in it. But it's honey. But it's honey. That's honey. And it has a little bit of a of a heat at the end, which is unexpected. Although you mm-hmm. did read the label and it says hot honey. <laughs> it's not yep. super Still unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> unexpected for people who can't read. But. <laughs> For but very good. It was actually yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. it's spicy. I'm gonna bump up my blueberry. Oh, what did I have it at eight? You had it at eight. Okay, I'm gonna get it to a nine. Oh wow! And this will be an eight. Okay, so just below the just blueberry. Below. Mm-hmm. I like okay. it. Yeah. yeah. What are you giving it, Marcy? I'm gonna match it to my Earth. Earth is okay. And like I said, I always like weird ice cream flavors. So I'm gonna match them at my top with the blueberry underneath. I mean, the blueberry was not an unexpected situation. Yeah, that was good. It was, we it was we knew good, that was going to be good. But it wasn't unexpected. Right. It's it's standard. Yeah. That'd standard, be good on a yummy. cone. That would be good on a cone. Mm-hmm. It's got a little crunch to it, which yeah. I liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, other ones the frozen honey. Yeah, I do like a little texture. Like a little texture. So where, that, where are you going to give that one? I'm putting it at eight. Eight. Okay. Eight yeah, for I'm, both basers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you I'm, put it at? I'm giving it a seven as well. So I've got three All right. sevens. All right. You saving your top numbers say, for I, these? You know, Well, we'll see. Oh. All right, this next one is going to yeah, be... I mean, it doesn't even look right. Now, this this somehow gets both of Marcy's favorite foods into one. I know, I know. I mean, I feel like, how can we go wrong when you... Two, two rights have to make a right, but sometimes, <laughs> I don't know, man, they could make a wrong. So what is it? What flavor is it? pizza. Pizza, pizza ice flavored cream, ice cream. Pizza-flavored ice cream. I am going to dig in right into that little, little spot that it looks, looks like, like... marinara. Could be marinara. Marinara sauce. <laughs> Just leave it on. Let's see how this yeah, goes. Yeah, we're just going to leave. We're going to record. We're gonna, we're going to see the in the reaction in real time. <laughs> that does not work. <laughs> That's weird. That was totally marinara sauce. Sitting in some vanilla ice cream. Yeah, that's weird. Jeff's shaking his head. <laughs> Finally, Tim's okay. He's like, it's like a casserole. I love it. I'm going to pull out my Charles Barker. That's terrible. <laughs> hey, it's so not you, terrible. I'd you, still eat it. Do you think this is crust? Oh, let's see what all's done in there, Timmy. I mean, there's obviously marinara at mm. the top. Cookies again. Cookies are the I crust. I did not like mm. that one. 
You know what? There's a mushroom. <laughs> Black olives in there, some anchovies. That was disgusting. You see, yeah. didn't like it at all. I don't, I don't care for that. And I love pizza and I love ice cream. Right. They just don't they don't go together. Sometimes two rights do make a wrong job. <laughs> Sometimes they do. Well, it seemed like Timmy Time actually liked that one. He it wasn't did. bad. Like the second go around? It was bad. Kind of left a bad like taste. I, said, I mean, if that's the only ice cream that was in the freezer, oh yeah, I'd still uh, eat it. I don't think I'd, I'd still eat, that eat one. it. I think I'd, I'd pass. Yeah. I'm going to save my calories for something else. Yeah. After yeah. that second bite, that would uh, that would stay in the freezer. Yeah. So yeah. Timmy Time, one to 10. Two. Two. Marcy. I'm going to go with like a two. Yeah. yeah I'm not a big go fan. One and a half. It didn't have Ooh. toenails in it, but otherwise it was disgusting. <laughs> it may if, have. It, if it had been coconut pizza. No. All right. Last but not least. Oh, my goodness. This is the weirdest of flavors for ice cream. And I'm going to say Van Luvan is obviously in bed with Kraft because this is called. Craft macaroni and cheese. Craft macaroni and cheese ice cream. And it looks like the color of craft macaroni and it cheese. Does. The strange orange. The blue yeah, of the, the packaging. The, the blue odd, packaging. The blue packaging and the odd orange. And flavor. the odd orange that no real food comes in the color of. <laughs> and I don't even like macaroni and cheese. I love macaroni, I and, love cheese. macaroni and cheese. So, so I love craft I, macaroni and cheese. I do too. So the hot dogs in there it's with it? so good. You know what? We put it in a breakfast sausage. Oh, wow. Chop that stuff up in there. That fry is, it up. We, sausage level. mac, baby. It is... Charlie and I eat it when Tim's not at home. That's the way you do it, Jeff. Go big or go home. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. big just Let's so I get the flavor. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Tim's gagging. Oh. Tim it is tastes gagging. like cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cheese. <laughs> Run away. It's cheese. Oh, we're shaking our head. We're shaking. Okay, I'm going in. You got to wait for a sec. You got to get it. No, no, no. Not yet. It'll hit you right when you're swallowing it. That's awful. Yeah. That's that the, is terrible. That's weird. Yeah. Marcy likes it. <laughs> <laughs> she likes her some cheese. I do like me some cheese. I do too, I'm but like, that's, that's awful. That's so bad. <laughs> She's turned around, <laughs> and around and eating it. Down. That was awful. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I had worse. Mm. I like it better than the pizza. That one's by far the worst. It's so weird. Yeah. You know I, I, I am a weird, pe- weird ice cream girl. Yeah. The reason that's worse than the pizza is you can't get away from the flavor. The pizza you can poke around and get some just no, some of the vanilla. It is that's just all, all the cheese. It's all There's cheese. no nu- noodles either. I think no. Well, let's see. Yeah, were there any cool noodles there in there? Noodles. I think it's. Just I think the they just fake took, cheese. They took the powdered cheese and mixed it in there and ice cream. froze it. Awful. You know what? Good for you, <laughs> all right. Van Leuven. <laughs> If that's your real name, I'm so impressed with your weird Marcy ice cream. Marcy is digging into that. She likes All it. Right, so she likes it. Marcy gives it a nine. One to ten, Marcy. I'm going to vote for Marcy. <laughs> no, I'm just going to give it a five. It's weird. A five? Yeah. That's way too yeah. high. That's a, that's a zero right there. Zero? That's Jim's a zero. I thought negatives. I was going to throw up and I eat anything. <laughs> he did gag. Yeah, I'm he going zero gag. as well. That's gross. Yeah. That definitely would not get eaten in my I, house. I'm interested to see how this product does at the stores. It's yep. a new one, as far as I know. Mm, it's new to me. It. Never seen it before. And, we saw and it in they are, I'm going to say, out of all of them, and I'm I'm basically an expert you when are. it comes to, ex, to ice cream. One, two, So she three, went Planet Earth, Wild Blueberry, Royal four, Wedding Cake, I'm Hot gonna Honey, say, Four and, and that's fine for most people. I'd say five Cherry. of the seven are really working. Well, yeah. Six, all I mean, the pizzas. I, I, I draw the line there. I'll eat the rest of them. Yeah, I'll eat them all. She's still we would eating serve, we would <laughs> macaroni and cheese. We would serve five out of and the, the seven. Pizza. <laughs> right? I eat all of them. I would serve Planet Earth. Yep. Blueberry. Yep. Hot honey. Yep. And Planet Earth. You already said Planet Earth. What wedding cake? Those, no, no wedding cake. No wedding. Cake. Mm-hmm. I thought you said Planet Earth already. Yeah, Planet these three. Oh, Hot just, honey. Okay, just three. Blueberry. I'd eat them all. And Planet Earth. I would do the wedding cake too. Yeah. I, I don't want anybody fun. throwing up when they're running by our aid station. <laughs> no. You know what? Swing by the comfort station because you're going to have a little more time there than you are at the aid stations, and we're just going to really talk about our ice yes. creams. We are going to savor them. We will wash our mouths out with. I don't know. All right, Jeff. Let me ask you a question. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Mile 23, you're coming into Chapa's. Yep. And someone gives you some macaroni and cheese ice cream. Puking. Carbs. Throwing up so fast. It's carbs. It's gross. 
You know, I will you say. Think you think you can eat ice cream say. on a run? Well, here's what I'll it say. It makes me thirsty. Really? It's weird the cravings you have, though. I could see how if you just had cravings for something cold, how it'd be okay. Yeah. Except for the cheese. No, one. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah. Well, and if you needed tops and Top 10 superfood, then you could have the blueberry. <laughs> Give you energy. Yeah, it's top, top 10 superfood. It's probably not even Top 10 superfood. Along with the old berries. <laughs> saying it forever. Beets are up there. Uh, beets are good. Well, if you did not have incentive enough to come to Bandera and run the race, we will serve you at the Chapas Aid Station. Many delights, including perhaps... Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they're lying to you. That That's not going to be at the Chapa station. Yeah, <laughs> they have, can't even keep have, it cold. We I don't, don't have <laughs> dry ice. Oh, we no, no, dry these ice. things are not that happening. Cheese is like you know what? sitting and in my bless, belly. <laughs> Van Leuven would like to sponsor us, and then, oh. in which case... <laughs> We'll, we'll make sure it's at that Java station. Well, if you've tried this, we would love to hear from you. Let me let us know what you think of this, and would it be something we would want to have? Just take a picture of it and uh, chop us. Oh yeah, you got to oh, yeah. put this we'll on, the put on, on the grams. On the grams. Well, thanks, Bazers, for helping us yeah. sort this out and Thank for giving you. us your expert opinions, ladies and gentlemen. That's the Bazers. Bye, Jeff. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 93 of The Big Ass Runner. Thanks to everyone that was part of the show for not Dr. Oz, a.k.a. Ryan, for that retro intro. And as I mentioned at the beginning, make sure you go to The Great Root Movement and check out the Love Never Ends Trail Run. You're going to want to be a part of that on October 1st. Also, thanks to Coach Brianne for bringing us such great practical wisdom and information to all the runners, crew members, pacers, aid station workers out there in Cocodona. And of course, big thanks to the Bazers for bringing the fun and funny. And you guys know how much we love Path Projects. Great people, great company, great products. I just heard this week from Caleb Dilly, who did an intro not too long ago. He sent me a little note. He got him some new gear at Path Projects and loves it. Sent me a note on the Instagram. Share that out on the Big Ass Runner Instagram story. So make sure you go to pathprojects.com. It's heating up. You want to make sure you've got the right gear for this summer. Pathprojects.com. Well, we value every listener so much. The fact that you guys tune in, so to speak, every week, we absolutely are honored and thrilled by and, and humbled by it, quite honestly. So thanks for listening. Get out there, hit those trails. And keep running your asses off. But before we get to that, <coughs> but before we get to that, hot honey, check it and see. I got a fever of a hundred and three. That's terrible. I feel like my stomach's burning. Yeah. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries.